0: Looking forward to tonight's episode, Jared Surprisingly a Yeah Bit of a roundhouse kick Couple of, you know Couple of fly kicks A bad wig Bad wig uh, Superb moustache <laughs> Superb Who could we possibly be talking about here? I don't know Carlos Ray Norris mm. Or as he's better known, Chuck Norris yes. Silent Rage Yep This evening I cannot wait I must admit my rage will not be silent. <laughs> what have you been watching, though? Before we get down to the the business of Chuck Norris. Right. <clears throat> I finally got a chance. Apart from Breaking so, Bad, because I know you're working your way through Breaking Bad. Well, I'm still Bad. working
1: my way through Breaking Bad. Yep. End of season three. that yep. one. Yep, okay. Um, I am... I'm watching uh, Arrow and The Flash. Right. They're right. back on, new seasons. Good. And I watched two films. So I caught It Follows, finally. Okay. Big fan. Yeah, liked
0: really it. Really
1: liked it. Really yeah. liked it a lot. I thought the visuals were just awesome. The the idea of this the the, the follower, I guess they called yeah. it. Yeah. That was just excellent. Every time the follower show, showed up and
0: couple of times know, when it kinda of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, the,
1: about midway through. It's just someone just walking with a beeline towards yeah. you. Like it was just great. I actually really liked the the style of it, too. There was this really strange mix of, like, um, 80s and... Uh, like, all the rooms that they stayed in seemed to be, like, 70s and 80s. Yeah, yeah, kind of Yet y- She was using what looked like a Kindle. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um... And you know you, all the TVs were old fashioned and all this sort of stuff. It was a really, really interesting style. Yeah,
0: mobiles weren't in play much. Like it didn't, no. it didn't really sort of give you the feel that yeah we're in the current present day. Yeah. yeah, the only thing I didn't really like was I didn't really catch what they did at the end.
1: Um, yeah, spoiler, spoilering a little bit. Yeah, um, but when they got it, got in the pool.
0: Yeah, I thought that was kind of confusing. I actually yeah, didn't really know confusing. what was it was about and how they came to the conclusion
1: yeah. to do this. Yeah, and I don't actually know what it achieved in
0: the end. Yeah, yeah, because um, one minute, it's a bit of a slow sort of movie in terms of how they explain everything. And then one minute we're suddenly out at the fucking pool and we've got all these items and we're you know, doing this stuff. And, and I'm thinking, well, Why?
1: Yeah, yeah. Why well, are we doing the, this? I didn't get the items. I didn't. Yeah, that was a bit odd. But overall, I really, really liked it. Yeah. Really liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. The other one was uh, one of your favorites, Above the Rim.
0: Above or the Rim.
1: Not really one of your favorites. No, one of my favorite. Yeah. yeah.
0: Two pack, I believe. Two pack. Look again. Better than I remember it. Again, um, for anyone who hasn't seen this shit, so everyone else, <laughs> it's a basketball film.
1: It now is this isn't the
0: one with the shadow ball, is it? Yes, this is the one with the shadow this ball. This was a shadow
1: ball where Tommy Shepard, Shep, is uh, shadow balling. Is shadow balling because he he can't bring himself to play basketball after his best mate Nutso went diving off the top of a, diving off the top of a building after slapping a backboard.
0: <laughs> Fuck me, drunk!
1: Cra- you are not selling this to <laughs> anyone. He crashed through the backboard. And says so Tommy Shepard couldn't bring himself to play basketball again. Hang on, sorry, so hang he, on. he gets out on the court later. Yeah, the at basketball ring was up on the top
0: of the a basketball building. Basketball ring
1: was on top of a the building.
0: There's no fucking fencing.
1: It didn't seem like <laughs>
0: it.
1: And they yeah they had a contest <laughs> to see you know they were they were betting each other who could tap highest on the backboard, and of course Nutso goes flying through the flying through the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> And dies, so yeah. Oh, uh, uh, but shit. <laughs> it actually, it sounds ridiculous. Look, there are parts of the movie that are just ridiculous, including Shadow Balling, but there's, it's actually better than I remember it. Tupac, right. I mean, I didn't mind his music, but I'm a, I'm a white middle class person, so... It's, it's wasn't some, really aimed at you. you know, some of it wasn't really connecting with me on, on a lot of levels. But, uh, man, I think... I think we lost as good an actor as we as.
0: Rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look. I think the guy's genuinely very, very talented. He's probably the best thing in the movie, as Birdie.
1: Yeah. The the gangster kind of drug kingpin. Is he the one who who touched the backboard? And didn't fall through. So yeah, off the yeah, race? he's he's that alive. <laughs> um, but there's a couple of other things like Marlon Wayans is in it, and Oh, Wayans. He's uh, overacting massively. But there's a. There's, like it's, Some of the bad things about it are actually kind of funny. Like, there's parts where they're obviously playing on, like, eight foot basketball rims because Marlon Wayans is throwing down two handed dunks and things like this. And it's, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But overall, it's actually a lot better than I remember it. Oh. And um, it's actually got one of the sort of historically good hip hop soundtracks of all time. Yeah, basically. So there is some pluses to it. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac is the. Uh, is the the hobo that starts challenging the young hotshot to some ball and things like that and yeah. ends up getting cut up by Birdie. And like, there's some good things about it. Right. The basketball but, scene is probably not. Where did you not, get it from? Uh, I bought it for 6 bucks on DVD. <laughs> yeah, what else is in there? The final sort of shootout. Um, Wood Harris. Oh, yeah. From um, Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans and The Wire, Avon Barksdale and The Wire. He is. In the final shootout, he's just running around throwing elbows and belting people in the head and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> it's Again, it's one of the ridiculous elements, but it's him run around thinking that's... A, you know, you're watching it thinking that's Avon Barksdale just dropping people on the yeah. basketball court. It's, it's kind of funny. So it's worthwhile. <laughs> it's worthwhile, yeah. Look, if you like basketball, it's an essential. It's on those list of kind of essential movies that... Next week,
0: Heaven is a Playground? That's not on the essentials list.
1: Oh, That's probably down with the Eddies and that sort okay. of thing. But yeah, it's definitely got some, some things to to look up.
0: Okay. I went with a documentary called Kids for Cash, all about these two judges who basically took a kickback on um, a privately owned uh, detention facility. Mm. They took a $2.6 million kickback. And um, they basically just sentenced kids to fucking juvenile detention. Um, you know, allegedly they waived, the, you know, they, they didn't, they waived their right to a, a, an attorney and then basically 90 seconds later they're in fucking clink mm. for three and four years. Right. You know, uh, and look, they were both interviewed. Both the judges were also interviewed, didn't you know? it? and they gave their side of the story. Um, one of them had the hide to say he was told it was a um, finder's fee. Now yeah. I don't know too many finders mm-hmm. fees please, at two point six million dollars. Yeah. Um. The other judge rolled over and said, "Yeah, yeah." It was a kickback. Right. So, was but, this but, on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. It fucked you up some up lives. Your,
1: you are up to your ass in
0: Netflix. Aren't yeah, you? I'm, I'm loving, it. loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But um, unfortunately, I also had to watch Gossip Girl for a while. And uh, I don't know
1: if you were gonna. I don't know if you were brave enough to mention this, but something about. People raising
0: monkeys as children? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually see that, but my came in my wife. My wife's sitting there on the couch, and she says, let's just watch something over lunch. I said, yeah, all right, let's find something to watch. Fuck me drunk if we're watching people with monkeys as children. And I kept saying to her, you surely we're not going to watch this. And she just kept letting it run and run and run, and eventually I just got up and left.
1: Now, can I just, can I just bring up that you, you just... Lay the boot into me for watching Above the rim. Yeah, true. Monkeys, so, look, I've had a monkeys I've are had
0: children. Had a, I've had an absolute cunt <laughs> performance. No, look, so I've had to watch Gossip Girl. <clears throat> yeah. This has been, you know, part of the schedule due to my daughter. Uh, even she hates it now. This is your usual MO. Blame we're, other
1: people. You're, you're, I read, you're pestering them. Let's go some kills.
0: We're, we're down the stretch. We're in the final season. But quite frankly, everybody is just desperate <laughs> to fucking finish this shit. But Caitlyn keeps saying, "We're so close. But, we yeah, have, yeah. We've put in fucking five seasons. We're gonna finish it." <laughs> Yeah, look, so you know, I'm you know, sure just, I'll be look, you know, and raving up, about that later. You don't know, just pull up lame at the 90 meter mark. Bro. Exactly. You, you, you. So I've had to sit through that. I also went back to crystallate memories. It's mm. just a sort of an early morning kind of yeah, you know, something throwing something on. Um, enjoyed that as usual. Like I always enjoy that. And the last one was I watched Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Yes.
1: I picked actually, that one
0: up from you know, some bloke with yeah, some bloke with the, taste. More bloody DVDs than sets. (laughs) If you can find it for four bucks, you'll take it. That Uh, cost me 12, uh, I actually liked it. I didn't feel it was fully successful in what it was trying to do. Yep. But I liked where they were trying to go with it. Yeah, yeah. And I liked the idea of the the documentary style how a murderer becomes a murderer sort of thing or a serial, like a, a slasher movie killer. That
1: for me is one of those movies that I'm fully aware is a three out of five sort of effort, but I just love it for what it could have been yeah. almost, and I just love it for the parts that got right.
0: I actually think the end of it is more interesting, mm. um, which which probably goes against what a lot of the reviews say. Yeah. I find sometimes his talk about what he's going to do to be really contrived, like maybe it's just a dialogue or whatever, but I find some of it, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, yeah okay, you know, let's move forward. When, it, when we get to the end, and spoilers, people, basically they try and intervene, the um, yeah. documentary crew, but he's already thought of it. Yeah, yeah. And he's already rerouted what he was going to do to um, pick them up in the mix. Yeah. I thought that was great. I thought that was a really great idea. That was, that for me was the letdown because it
1: was so obvious. Yeah, it was obvious, but I thought it was a good idea. Yeah, it just and, sort of, I don't know, I, I probably agree with most of the reviews. Two-thirds of the movie, I was loving it. The, the first two-thirds, which is the part that you're saying you had a few issues with. I didn't have
0: i didn't was, have great issues with, but I just found some of it a bit kind of blah. Like the yeah. dialogue's really blah, and, and, and it just, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, we know what you, you know. he starts talking about Michael and Jason and that, and... A yeah, see of that's I what I loved sort of,
1: about it. I thought some because of them it because it acted like they were real.
0: Yeah, I know, but you know, like, And it, because the dialogue wasn't as strong as it probably could have been. Yeah, it came across as like you are just lip service. You're just dropping the shit in there for
1: yeah, sort of, so for, that, for us as
0: fans. See,
1: so that's this was my. I actually thought that was the strength of it that it treated it like those guys were real and this guy was sort of you know. Trying
0: to work him. in their footsteps.
1: Yeah, 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 and then you know they went through all the steps, basically deconstructing horror films. Yeah, in the guise of this guy, how he's gonna how he's gonna turn into a, into one one of, those of them. Guys. Yeah, like a
0: supernatural killer. That's kind yeah. of what he was going for. But
1: then, at the end, it sort of. Yeah, I don't know. It just sort of went into slasher movie territory rather than deconstructing it, and
0: it sort of. But maybe it really didn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah, you know, like kind of. It kind of you had to get to that point where he was going to t- attack everyone. Yeah. Where could you have gone that would have yeah, taken well it elsewhere?
1: Was, I mean, you're probably right. They had the they had the the setup of the documentary crew following him, and that you're right. That's probably where it was going to go, which is why it was a bit obvious, but. Like I said, I, I've got a real soft spot for
0: it. I, I, oh, I, it's by yeah. no means um, not worth watching. It's very much, well, it's very watchable. Mm. And I think I'm quibbling a little bit. I don't. I certainly don't hate it. Um, I, I do like the fact that Robert England's in it, and then there's that little cameo from Kane Hodder going into the Elm Street, Elm Street, house, Street and house and all that. Yeah. Although Robert England, <clears throat> like that is a side of ham. <laughs> <laughs> like I love him as Freddie. But he's basically Freddy. I think he might actually just be Freddy, <laughs> yeah, <I think laughs> and he they just put that shit on his face. Have you
1: heard? <laughs> him, have you heard him in like um, commentaries?
0: Yeah, or, yeah he talks fucking nonstop. Look, there's, he? There's, there's a real charm about the bloke because
1: he's just enthusiastic, optimistic yeah. about everything. But there's portions where you just you feel like nightmares five and six. Where you just oh fucking hell, just yeah. shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've had enough, it <laughs> Yeah.
0: Look, I do like it. And there was always talk of a sequel.
1: Yeah, and I'd be interested if they ever put it um, together. They tried to crowdfund it. Yeah, I actually committed to purchasing a a Blu-ray copy. So I, you know, I put my thirty bucks down or whatever. But the the um, they never reached their goal.
0: Yeah, well that's that's a bit disappointing because I think at the very heart of it, it's a good way of doing something different with slasher movies, which is yeah. really, really
1: hard. Well, actually, I would suggest that they will probably try again at some point to, to crowdfund it with maybe a, a, a smaller goal.
0: Yeah. Um. And I'll be on board for it. Yeah, I, I think that it's, it's worthwhile of the sequel. Yeah. And it had some really good moments. I, I must admit, I laughed really hard where he's, he's sitting in the truck with the girl and, and they, they're looking at the who their, their victims are going to be. And she's pointing out the jocks and all that. And then and she points to the nerd guys and goes, what about them? And he goes, yeah, not not really top of the top. But what you do is you, you're good for padding your stats. <laughs> you, you, you get them in and you kill a few of them. them <laughs> yeah. I thought that was, that, that those, those sorts of things really make, there's a bit of humour there. Yeah. Um, which I liked. Yep. All right. Strap yourselves in. Get your box of shapes. you fucking... Pussy beer you got, your Miller Chill or whatever. You just grab your, you your decaffeinated,
1: <laughs> sugar-free, taste-free <laughs> Coke.
0: With a twist Water. Of <laughs> um, get ready to get kicked in the face by Chuck Norris. Not very 82's. Re- repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, I hope your wig's stuck on tight because if it's not, it's going to go flying off. <laughs> I can't wait. 1982's, Silent Rage.
1: Me, boss. call the
0: police you must be a
1: <laughs> the master fighter of our time
0: <laughs> but not even he could imagine the power of the indestructible man he is about to face <laughs> Creation of science, whose only thought is to survive. That's The unstoppable terror of silent rage. Now, Chuck Norris must destroy him.
1: can watch out! battle to the
0: death and beyond. Silent Rage. Silent Rage, from 1982, directed by Michael Miller, who the same year did a National Lampoon's Class Reunion, which I'm going to... Come out and say I kind of like. <laughs> Is that the one with Judge Reinhold? And, no, no. You know, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't think it's got him in it. But it's like a slasher movie. Set. Yeah, yeah. There was one of those. I oh, know. Pandemonium was Pandemonium. the one with um, That's the one I get mixed with, up with. Uh, Judge Reinhold. Yeah. Uh, it's produced by Anthony B. Unger, who did Force 10 from Navarone and Don't Look Now, which I believe are actually well-regarded films. I don't know what he was doing here, but you're saying believe because you don't sort of. Feel that that could be the case. No, no, I think they like, are, but I haven't seen them, so I can't really. I just, I, I think you're just, uh, you're holding the bloke guilty by association because he's with in going to check Norris. And-, <laughs> and it's written by Joseph Fraley, who also wrote a, a previous Norris entry called Black Tigers. It stars Chuck Norris, Code of Silence, missing in action as Sheriff Sheriff Dan Stevens, Ron Silver. From Time Cop, Blue Steel, he plays Dr. Tom Halman, and Brian Libby, who was in The Shawshank Redemption, and The Green Mile. He is John Kirby. Now the budget. Well, I actually budget...
1: believe he forged some sort of relationship with Darabont because he's in everything. Yeah, he's in, in the, the mist, mist as well. Yeah, in, um,
0: majestic. He gets cut in half in the Mist. The budget's four and a half million estimated, and the box office is about ten point five million worldwide. Jeez. Now, an interesting bit of trivia on IMDb, and I'm reading this out verbatim. Action star Chuck Norris sports a bushy mustache in this movie, whilst actor Ron Silver appeared with his regular trademark black beard. That's not really trivia, right. <laughs> yeah. but it was in the trivia section. I'm telling you now. Where? What? In IMDb. <laughs> I'm fucking serious. So it's not good. trivia. Yeah. Well, unless Norris shaves sometime, uh, but I don't think he ever has. That's like trivia from some sort of facial hair fan club or something must or be. Now, a synopsis. I don't usually do this, usually I just make it up or I talk about a synopsis that has no connection to the actual movie we watched. <laughs> but this time I'm gonna read the synopsis that was on iTunes. Well, why write one when you can just come up with this color come gold kind of gem. Chuck Norris, six-time world karate champion, stars in his first suspense film as the tough, street-fighting sheriff of a small Texas town terrorised by a psychotic killer. So far, so good. Sheriff Stevens is faced with the dilemma of stopping the invincible murderer made virtually indestructible through genetic engineering. Even better? A young group of researchers are responsible for developing the genetically-altering serum and the head of the research institute is determined to continue the experiments, regardless of the consequences. WTF. <laughs> well, you've lost me slightly. <laughs> Norris displays fighting brilliance as he single-handedly routes a dozen brutal bikers from a truck stop hangout, while revealing a warm and sexy side <laughs> when he rekindles an old romance when, uh, with Alison Hellman, a researcher at the Institute. Institute. Excitement, horror, and romance prevail as Norris combats the killer.
1: It says it all. <laughs> I'm not movie.
0: sure <laughs> that warm and sexy really covers it, but Look, we'll probably get to it. I,
1: it made me more interested in the film.
0: Warm Did it? and sexy side. Like, Is there romance here? That's you, like, think? you
1: know, when I when I watch a Norris film or a cigar or a Van I'm Neck, looking for warm and like, sexy. That's all I want. Just a little bit of warm and sexy on the side, you
0: know. Top right. of off. I'm going to give you my general thoughts to kick it off. Right, okay. For 45 minutes, I was loving every minute of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And you know why? Because it just comes out with everything that you expect. All the bullshit, the cliches. All the cliches, all the shit. It goes straight into the Norris wheelhouse. We've got boobs. We've got bifos. We've got bloody genetically altered killers. Oh. We've got slasher movie tropes. I I just I was having a great time, and then it just hits the wall, mm. and it never regains really any semblance of what it previously had. I, I don't know why, but it seems to think that after forty five minutes of giving us exactly what Chuck Norris should be giving us, it then decides to veer away from it. Yeah, and it was it's a two and a half out of five.
1: Yeah, okay? I'm gonna go a two. Two. Yeah, I was I was exactly the same. I had a strange sort of, strange will to see this movie after it popped up in the, in that classic action movie championship belt <laughs> article on Grantland. Yeah. And if you're an action movie fan and haven't read that, you need to read it. Long article. It's but on our
0: Facebook page.
1: Yeah, yeah, long article, but it goes through every, every year and
0: sort of ranks. And we <laughs> have covered several. Yeah, we've covered several.
1: And I saw, yeah. I, you know, I was reading through these. You know, knowing most of them, but I thought, well, "Silent Rage, what's this?" And then it's, you know, it said Chuck Norris versus um, genetically altered machine. Basically, I thought this sounds great, <laughs> and for forty-five minutes, it delivered exactly what I wanted. I was getting, I was getting it in, in bucket loads. Meh. But you're exactly right. It just falls apart. It sort of tries to go from, it goes from Chuck Norris getting in, getting in blues with a room full of bikers. To some sort of stalking, stalking, stalking—not slash, but stalking. Well, long
0: stalking scenes that
1: don't—they take forever. Yeah, it sort of changes tone. It goes to the it goes to the thriller kind of, and
0: a lot of science shit. It goes just goes way over my head. (laughs) They keep looking at these screens. Yeah, looks like some fucking kid using an (laughs) Etch or something. It's all over the shop, and that. Dulls the, and in fact it takes Norris out of the, the equation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I actually uh, I, I agree. I think um the, yeah there was there was just some soaring oh, heights for a while and then it just comes crashing down. Yeah,
0: and it kinda ends at a low. Yep. Okay. That first forty five minutes <coughs> comprised a hell of a lot likes, of though. my of our likes. Yeah. The first shot of the movie is a five minute Tracking shot basically with no edits.
1: Yeah, just moving and around showcases.
0: Um, this guy's got a bit of a you know he's got a bit of a problem. He's, he's struggling. He rings his psychiatrist. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Then he just goes fucking burka. Mm. But it, it never steps away from him. Well, it feeds you information. Yeah,
1: it does it in a really stylish fashion by going going around the house. And I'm talking you know it's going up and downstairs. Yeah, outside, um, outside, inside, inside, and it's sort of you know. It'll stay with the character inside and then one of the characters that was inside walks outside, yeah. does something that's relevant. To it. Like It was just really, really good. Really good st- opening couple of it's minutes. kind
0: of stylish, really stylish. Like far above what I anticipated. Yeah. I, I didn't expect to see something like that to start with. Yeah, same. Sets you up from the get-go with a real <laughs> good... Uh, really good
1: shot. Gets you the information, and then just launches into into a bit of Norris. Yeah. Blowing with this bloke. Norris
0: punches in. Um, um, yeah. All round, I think the actually the direction is pretty good. Mm. The direction is pretty good. It's yeah, stylish. Okay. They use a lot of prowling cameras, and a lot of some handheld stuff occasionally, and it suits the tone. Yeah. Um. They use classic point of view stuff for the stalking scenes. They build a bit of tension with. You know, you, someone's sort of not sure someone's there and they're inching out of their doorway and you're just not sure where this guy's going to be. And I think that works in its favour. Yeah, it does. Um, For quite some time, it does. Now, even when the movie goes to shit, there's a couple of
1: really good stylish, um, stylish bits of work involving the... the I've forgotten his name. The, the killer, basically. John Kirby. John Kirby. There's a couple of good stylish bits with him... That wouldn't be out of place in, like, a Halloween movie or something like that.
0: Put it this way. The movie, it really drops the ball after Ron Silver and his missus are killed. Yeah. And that sequence, when those two are killed, is as stylish as the movie gets. Yeah. That sequence where the girl comes out of the doorway looking for Ron Silver, and he's standing, He's behind the door, and he grabs her from by the head... Yep. And then just back into the wall really quick. Yeah. it just kills her instantly. And it's all done in the camera. Like, they don't cut away. They don't, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's the
1: sort of stuff that would, I mean, I could just, when I saw that, I was like, that's Michael Myers, basically. That. Yeah. That would have been right in place in some of those, some of the great sort of uh, slasher,
0: thriller. Movies. And where she yeah. find finds... The other girl turns up and finds her dead on the bed and then runs into Ron Silver hanging from the door. Yep.
1: That's all good, solid really stuff. Really good stuff, really good stuff.
0: It's after that the movie loses its momentum. Yeah. But for me, the majority of the movie is pretty well directed. Yeah. Um, barring a couple of scenes near the end that don't work. Ron Silver brings a little bit of quality in the acting stakes. He's a far better actor than the majority of the people on yeah, screen. Yeah, he's one of those guys
1: that you, you could have probably got at a budget... Yeah, that would do the job for you. Yeah, and
0: he'd do a decent
1: job. Yep.
0: And he does in this in this role. Yep. There's a lot of shit he's got to spout. There is. There's all this jargon about fucking genetics and the
1: like. Well, listen, we're watching a Chuck Norris movie and we're... Yeah, the core audience wants to see a kick in the face. Yeah. We don't want to hear about, you know, genetics. And I don't want to hear about fucking
0: DNA profiling <laughs> and stuff. Just kick me in the ball. Like, I'm not interested in this other stuff. <laughs> The genetic stuff should have really been throwaway. It's just throwaway Quick noise. Quick scene to, yeah, yeah. to show that, yeah, we've injected him with some shit, and yeah. now
1: he's up and, and now roaming around. Yeah. yeah. There was probably a bit too much of that. Yeah. Um, but I agree, Ron Silver was... was uh, probably the best good. actor
0: of a pretty poor bunch, really. Because yeah. there's not much else there in the States. I mean, John Kirby... I guess John Kirby does all the right things because he doesn't have anything to say. He doesn't doesn't have to talk or anything like that. So he's pretty big and imposing, and it's the right kind of menace you need for that type of guy. Yep. All right. Let's get to the first time we see Chuck Norris. This is in the likes because, quite frankly, I couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) He walks in. Now he's cracking a bristling mo. Bristling. He takes off his hat. You think he's wearing a rug? He's wearing a rug. He's got to be. I don't think so. I just think he's got a shit head. Look,
1: look, there's been, you know, there's been speculation that he's got a rug. If you look at photos of him in the last, any friggin' photo in the last 20 years, you can tell he's wearing a rug. I suspect he was doing it here. In 1982? I suspect. Well, he was 40. Yes. I think he was wearing a rug. Okay. But... I'd love to see that moustache in high definition. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: we were we, we using standard def. I wasn't prepared to pay the extra dollar for the high def moustache. Now, I'm sort of kicking myself that I didn't get to do that. Now, Jared, while we were watching the movie, you compared Chuck Norris to Paul Hogan? Yeah. <laughs> well, in this particular... Crocodile Dundee himself. Well,
1: in this particular movie, he had the wig was, well, the hair was like a sandy blonde. Yeah. And the first thing I thought was he looks like fucking Paul Hogan <laughs> prior to Crocodile Dundee where he was doing his comedy shows. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, I From that point on, you you sort of labelled him. Well, Paul Hogan used to have a show back in the 70s and 80s. This is for our overseas listeners. and Paul Hogan was a comedian in Australia. Obviously, a lot of people would know him as Crocodile Dundee. But he had a show back in the 70s and 80s. Now, he had this character in... The, in his show, known as Leo Wanker, <laughs> now Leo Wanker was a shit stuntman. Like he was always saying he was going to do some awesome stunt, and then he'd get run over or he'd shoot himself in the head or something. So, and he had a dirty mustache and stuff. <laughs> And basically, Chuck Norris kind of resembled a blonde Leo Wanker.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was Leo Wanker with a hint of, <laughs> with a hint of Jack Thompson.
0: Really. You're still throwing Tomo in there, oh, aren't wait, you? Mate, watch Waking in Fright
1: and tell me that's not <laughs> dead ringer. Put a Leo Wanker wig on <laughs> Jack Thompson. <laughs> it's Chuck Norris in this movie. Shit.
0: <laughs> Norris look Norris.
1: If Norris hears this, we're in some shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Norris is going to fucking insert his foot up our ass and break it off. But it's a like for me, though. Because when he walks in the room, he's just bristling with sort of testosterone, you know? It's like, check me out, I'm fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's just uh, tough to... Little tuft of chest hair. Yeah. Bristling mo. Yeah. <laughs> sandy, sandy blonde hair just sort of waving in the breeze.
0: Yeah, he's got that brist that little bit of shit following up out of his shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um tight, <laughs> fairly tight jeans. Fairly
1: tight? Yeah. Jesus, try and stick a coin in the fog pocket <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs>
0: Didn't you say that were Chuck Norris action, action jeans?
1: Jean.
0: <laughs> Chuck Norris had a
1: line of action jeans. And looking, looking him at, looking at him in this movie, I can only assume that in the meetings when they were talking about, you know, what should we call this? He he suggested Chuck Norris get some action, Because <laughs> women would have been
0: throwing themselves at him in the '80s. Yeah, they would have. They would have. Once we get to the soft and sexy side of him, though, I don't know. Watching him in action on the screen, I think maybe it would have turned a few people oh, off. Look, yeah, he's,
1: uh, his work is a little bit uncomfortable, but I guarantee <laughs> you, I guarantee you, he's getting someone through the door.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he's he's
1: getting the third base. He's getting the third base, and then they might reconsider after that. <laughs> but he's getting them to that point with this look that he's, he's cracking.
0: Do you know who Elsie reminds me of? The cougar. <laughs> <laughs> the cougar bourbon guy, who I think is actually meant to be kind of a piss take on Chuck Norris. Yeah. Yeah. But the cougar is kind of Chuck Norris.
1: He actually did. He had the same haircut. Yeah, and, and, and the moustache. And If only Chuck Norris had have
0: crawled into bed,
1: bed. silently, <laughs> yeah. sort of slipped under the the <laughs>
0: And Nobody knows he's there and his wife's sitting there going, yeah. what the fuck are
1: you doing? YouTube the cougar. Yeah, yeah, check if it, it out, guys. It?
0: Cougar bourbon ads, Australian ads, piss funny. And... Uh, don't tell me it's not Chuck Norris, <laughs> it is. It's basically Chuck Norris. Talking about mustaches has got me thinking. This movie had a real line of 80s fashion hair. Oh. Because... the cavalcade. Like, facial hair was big in yeah, 82 by the look is. of it, because you had Norris with the bristling blonde tash. Mm. You had Silver <laughs> with the beard that got, quite, quite frankly... He looks like one of those hairdressing dummies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's got,
1: a, he's got a chin strap that's... <laughs> I mean, it's a chin strap for the ages. <laughs> it's, it looks like a, he had to get a, um, a carpet layer to put it on. <laughs> you
0: know what? He looks like um, he's been sort of emptying out a chimney and soot and shit's <laughs> gone onto his face and he's never been able to get it off.
1: Yeah, and not only that... But he's he's got the hair that's kind of he's got the you know you, know, you see those old photos of Steve Jobs when they first, <laughs> <laughs> when they first made the uh, Apple computers and that sort of thing he he looks like that he's yeah. got the long hair he's got the, the massive beard going but it's his it's beard a, is
0: tight like it's, it's tight. tight yeah he, it's well it's well looked after you'd fucking need to shear that thing <laughs> you know you need to bust out the shearing gear and get that off and also the other doctor has got sort of a Slightly pornographic Mo. <laughs> he looks like Harold fucking Reems or John Holmes or something. Who the fuck is Harold Reeves <laughs> He was another <laughs> porno star. Wasn't Reeves in... Um, Reems was in Deep Throat. I don't know <laughs> he was. in Deep Throat. Reeves was big. Look, you're the expert on that sort of, <laughs> that sort of feel. No, because I saw Inside Deep Throat. Look, I've heard... I know who John
1: Holmes is. Yeah. Just about mm. everyone does, but Harold Reeves is really sort of pushing the limits of acceptability here, mate. Harry Reeves, mate, he was in um <laughs>
0: he was in Deep Throw, <laughs> I'm okay. telling you.
1: I'll
0: take your word for take
1: it. Take my word for it.
0: The punch up at the bikey bar mm. is the best scene <laughs> in the entire movie. It just kicks the daylights out of everyone.
1: Yeah, it's a it's uh it's definitely from the school of one at a time. Yeah.
0: But Take a number. Take a number. <laughs> come it's at it's me one at the, a time. It's from the, the school of fucking deli martial arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take Grab a number. a number and wait your fucking turn.
1: Yeah, but uh, it doesn't take away from it at all because he is kicking seven shades out of everybody. <laughs>
0: There's one bloke who gets four kicks to the face in one <laughs> fucking section, back and forth, <laughs> and his hair's just sort of flying around and sweats car everywhere <laughs>
1: like, yeah there was a couple of split second shots where it looked like Dickie Knee <laughs> <didn't it? laughs> hey hey it's Saturday the little wig bouncing around there he's sort
0: of I, I yeah, also love the guy him, who after having this shit kicked out of him he's lying on the ground he gets up <laughs> and he's just instead of going fuck this, I'm out of here. He proceeds to run over again for another, yeah. for another go and just gets hoofed in yeah, the gut. I think,
1: yeah, I think he eats a size 10 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was also a cavalcade of the old sound effects where it sounds like someone's whacking a cabbage <laughs> with a baseball bat every <laughs> so someone gets hit. <laughs> Absolutely it's just, brilliant. It's just, yeah, it was just awesome. And that's what you come
0: for in a Norris film.
1: And not only that, but the uh, the opening of it, with the, with the deputy, who we will get into at oh. length later on. Oh. But it's his shining moment because it's so ridiculous that it's kind of... <laughs> it's, so, oh. it's so outlandish and ridiculous that it's really funny. Yeah. And then it goes straight from that to... No, right. it's just booting everyone. <laughs> but the other thing is, too, he gets... Uh, it's uh, There's a little bit of sort of untouchable treatment when he gets going. Yeah. Nobody lays a fist on him. Yeah. But... In the opening, he, he gets a bit of a yeah, he cops a, a couple,
0: yeah, cops a couple, and in the opening fight scene with John Kirby at the house when he arrests him, he cops a cops a bit of a pasting. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit more of a, it's less of a martial arts battle and more just a just a scrap. Yeah, you know, they're they're, they're getting hit with a toe to toe. Yeah, stuff. with a with a plank of wood, which I liked too because it showed a. Softer and sexier side <laughs> <Jay> It <Norris. laughs> had a softer and sexier side to his fighting skills it did Now let's get to the, the soft and sexy because this honestly this is in the likes because I almost wet my pants <laughs> whilst watching this bit the montage the, It's a montage basically he makes an old flame at the clinic where they're doing the genetic experiments in the fucking basement.
1: As you do. As you would. Anything, and anything sort of, you know, that's a little bit it reminded touch me of, and go, you do it in the basement. It, it
0: reminded me of that um, cavernous area that Michael Myers was Yeah, I was going to say, preferably, six.
1: preferably if you can have some, um, if you can have some torches with shit, flames
0: yeah. on the walls, even better. And she initially, um, he sees her and he goes, how are you going? And she slaps him. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, I it believe you Norris said paper. he was trying to get her to go for a mustache ride.
1: <laughs> wow. the, the first
0: thing you see when you
1: see that mustache and you hear soft and sexy Chuck Norris <laughs> is you think <feeling laughs> Super Troopers? Who wants a mustache ride? And was I wrong? Because I believe his first line is something along the lines of looking for a ride back to the station. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, he was on. being
1: subtle about it.
0: Looking for a mustache
1: ride back to the station.
0: <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Any females in the vicinity interested in a moustache ride back to the (laughs) station. But he eventually, she says to him, don't give me that shit. You're not going to be able to talk me into the sack. Next thing you know, (laughs) You know, (laughs) Chuck's back in the sack. So we're 10 minutes in, Chuck's already beaten the bloke up, scenic pair of tits, and had a root. We're immediately into (laughs) Chuck Norris territory. Immediately. Right, so they reconnect these two. Yes. She says, oh, I think we should give it another go. Hmm. Chuck goes, So do I. Yes. <laughs> and then we get a montage. Now, first part of the montage is sex, okay? <laughs> now the camera's going across the the floor of the bedroom. We've got undies, shirts, barbells. <laughs> of then we come up a to total the bed. Gym. <laughs> <laughs> a total gym. We come up to the bed. They're making out. Now, Jared, how did you describe Chuck's performance. Well,
1: i described it a couple of ways. Firstly, I said it looked like he was bobbing for apples. <laughs> um, because he sort of, when they're kissing, she's kind of just laying there and he sort of looks like a fish that's going for its food. He's sort of got the mouth open and then he's kind of, you know, kind of chomping at it. Yeah.
0: Like it's really... It's look, kind of uncomfortable.
1: This, it is uncomfortable. This is what we were talking about when, you know... When you see Chuck, the, the women are going crazy. Then when they get to this point, they're thinking,
0: oh, was, this might have been a mistake. Yeah, yeah. when well, they finally got his action jeans off. <laughs> and, they're, <laughs> and they're in the... They're in the... Uh, <laughs> they're into the, the final play of the game. Yeah. He perhaps... Uh, a little bit uncomfortable there,
1: slightly uncomfortable. But that's the first bottom part of, the of the ninth. Bottom, bottom, bottom of the ninth. ninth.
0: Chuck's not hitting the homer. No, no, Chuck's, Chuck's a pinch hitter at best. He's <laughs> lucky. I don't think he's, he's in the dugout. <laughs> dugout. Yeah, he's in the dugout. scratching his balls, spitting fucking um, <laughs> tobacco. tobacco on the ground. You know, he's not in the in the big game when you need him. Like if he's a pitcher, he's not pitching the final it is. <laughs> no. So. We move from that part, that scene, into the next scene, which is them sitting on the bed together. Now, she's got a robe on. Yeah. I yeah. believe Chuck's in his action jeans, belt buckle, <laughs> no <laughs> shirt. Yeah, of course. Um, there's a fruit platter. Yes. bottle of um, A <laughs> bottle of Spewman or Passion Pop or some shit. And one of those weight bars, <laughs> you know, the bendable weight spars to sort of strengthen your... You um, uh,
1: you know, your upper body strength. Well, perfect time for a workout, mate. You've done your cardio, so why don't yeah. you get into a couple of barbells? I'm just
0: trying to work <laughs> out maybe what it possibly might have been used for.
1: Uh, I wasn't thinking that far ahead. Because I was just thinking it's Chuck Norris. Or is mean, Chuck finished?
0: Been... He's he's taken care of business, and then he just sort of goes. She goes. I'll get the wine and cheese. Oh, I'll do a quick workout. No, 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 he's not even
1: finished <laughs> He's just saying, please excuse me. <laughs>
0: You know, just continue.
1: Just let me grab my just let me grab my crunch bar or whatever it is and crank a few out while we're in the middle of it. Look, we've got a couple of minutes. Anytime's good for a
0: workout. Yeah, but you get on the total gym, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> you know, pull you that around.
1: Is that the total gym? Was no, that, no, the... <laughs> that was the door gym. <laughs> no, um I I I was a bit more concerned about the basket of fruit. Why? Well, that was a pretty well sort of uh there was a lot of time put into that. That fruit was there was there was patterns in it and Yeah. Sort of it was well uh well uh presented. Looked like a chef had sort of gone to work on it. I can only I can only assume that she was doing that while he was cranking out a workout or something. <laughs> I don't know. Who's
0: yeah. <laughs> fucking crunching it up? She's in there. fucking Giulietti or whatever they call it. You know, some fucking um Cut apples. Yeah, 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 she's fucking doing all this bloody fancy shit to the, the the fruit. Now the next part of the montage is hard to explain. <laughs> it's very hard to explain. Um, they seem to be having some playtime. Yeah. Um. Outside There's everything but a high five. But they're both laying on a hammock. Yep. And giggling, <laughs> giggling, and seemingly. <laughs> Trying to sort of get as high as possible. Swinging back and forth. There's fucking fruit going everywhere. Look,
1: to be quite crude, it seems like the sort of thing you might be doing if you were in the act, not, <laughs> rather, not after you'd finished it.
0: <laughs> she goes, what should we do now? Let's go out the hammock and fucking <laughs> swing from side to side. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Great idea. <laughs> and then, so <laughs> after playtime. We're into relaxed mode, which is sort of the final step in the in the soft and sexy of Chuck Norris, and that is out on the deck. Yeah, she comes out, I think, with a glass of champers. Something. something like I that. don't think Chuck drinks champers. He's yeah.
1: I was look to be honest. I was seeing everything that happened from this point through tears. Yeah, I, wasn't I was seeing <laughs> clearly. I was, I was laughing so bath. hard.
0: And here's Chuck with a leg up. <laughs> action jeans. Freshly pressed, yeah. no shirt, and showed us the whole, <laughs> showing us, you know, have a look at this. <laughs> Basically,
1: well, in my well, mind, it's an advertisement for action jeans. Quite frankly, you don't need to press the action jeans because they're that tight. You're not, <laughs> you are not going to be showing a crease.
0: But, anyway, um, Chuck has the action jeans, he's showing them off. It's like, listen. It's an ad. Yeah. We'll shoot this. And then keep rolling, keep rolling. I'll I'll keep a little bit of this, these off cuts for an action dude's out later. Yeah, look, can we just get the wide lens and get a little <laughs> bit more leg in there? If I,
1: sort of, if, I, if I pop this one up here, can you get it on?
0: <laughs> I have never been, I've never laughed so hard. Because that's supposed to be the soft and tender side of Chuck Norris, the yeah. romance.
1: Yep. That clip as a sort of five minute bit of work on YouTube would just it would just be I would watch it over and over. Yeah, yeah it's a it, bit it, like, it's, it'd be like Van Damme it's, it's sort of like uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's of like Van Damme. catalog. <laughs> yeah,
0: basically. Okay, that's probably it for the likes in my book. I, I can't think of anything else that really sticks out. Yeah, that's probably probably all of them. The dislikes. Other than the fact that we pointed out that the movie goes downhill really quickly mm. in that back end, uh, and Chuck sort of doesn't do any other, like after the punch up in the bar, there's no other punch ups until the end.
1: No, and that was a big misstep.
0: I Another think. blue. Yeah. A car chase. Anything.
1: Yeah, just a bit of something to mix it up. Yeah. A shootout. No, no, it's a Chuck Norris movie. As we said, you don't want guns in a Chuck Norris movie. He does use guns at some point. Yeah, but we don't want them. Okay. Well, like we said, Other he's than using a gun... beating
0: someone about yeah, the head, with
1: it. a pistol whip or throw it at someone, and then <laughs> start kicking him. <laughs> and then
0: fly kick them. Yeah. There is a deputy sheriff in the movie. I can't remember his name. Charlie. Ch- and fuck. Oh. That is the ultimate cock-up of this movie. He's Huge. a character that isn't necessary. Yeah, He's played kind of as a dullard. Yeah. He makes these ridiculous references. I think he's meant to be comic relief, but... Yeah. It's, it's not... There's no real laugh to be
1: had. Well, it's sort of... I mean, it's kind of summed up the movie in a, in a way, is that they didn't know what it was. <laughs> it started off as a bit of a sort of... The thriller and action sort of combo worked to start... But then when it just became Chuck Norris versus the other guy, it's it was like, okay, it's confused now. They've turned it into a thriller and that doesn't work. Mm. But this Charlie character again was like, they've tried to plug some comic relief in there and good God. Talk about misjudged.
0: Oh, man. I mean, it was 1982, but geez, come on. The guy was,
1: yeah, he was played like... He, like was, we said that he, he was, it was dopey or something? Yeah, yeah the comparison we <clears> came up with was bloody... Smoking a bandit. Or, you know, the Bandit. Yeah, that was
0: the kind of movie he should have been yeah, from? The, the son of
1: Smoking the Bandit? Yeah, the son the Deputy <laughs> Buford T. Justice's Bufety Justice. son. That's what he was played like. Like, he was just incompetent and stupid. Yeah, but maybe that's like, what they were going for. Yeah, well, I that's think they what... were. I think they were going for it, but it was totally misjudged. Oh, man. Like, the
0: bit in the bar. Like, when the, <laughs> the biker bird comes up to him and shows her... The tits. And yeah, yeah. What does and he, he do? He Tune in Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> he starts going, <laughs> he starts going, yeah, he's got oh. the, yeah, it's like, oh. And geez. then he's on the phone outside as Chuck is kicking some ass, yeah. going, I think I'm going to go in there and ask her out. Yeah, I think, I'm, I thought I was watching
1: Porky's for a bit.
0: <laughs> but, you know, they cut back to Chuck kicking someone's head and I was oh, like, okay. oh, yeah, no, that's right. Okay, we're, yeah, we're not eat Porky's the next day. No. And he then tells this story, right, he starts off with a, they try to give it a, um, a, a sort of a character development scene between him and Chuck, and so it starts with, um, I haven't been, I'm not really a tough guy, I've never been in a fist fight in my life, i kind of run away from these things, so I'm thinking, okay, this might pop up near the end mm. where he sort of finds his spine and yes. and protects somebody. Uh, yeah, it kind of does, but not really. Then he goes, um, listen, I've got to tell you something that I didn't put on my application. And I'm thinking, you know, you were, you didn't put on there that you weren't smart enough and or fit enough? Yeah. Because Failed definitely he's test. not running a nine plus on the beep test. He's running a four, if yeah, that. if he's lucky. And he then proceeds to give us this ridiculous story about how when he was a kid, he found a, a puppy... Was it a puppy? Yeah, it was a puppy. Now, the puppy was wet, wasn't it? Oh, I can't remember. I can't really remember how, but the puppy was wet, and he wanted to dry the puppy off. So he was going to put it in the dryer, but he thought, oh, the puppy might get hurt, you know, rolling around. So he put it in the freezer. Yes. And then he went off and played for a bit, and his mum was taking a pot roast out, and she comes across the frozen puppy. Yes. Now, Chuck Norris is a shit house actor... But even his look in that scene is like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I think he might have been looking at the writer or the director yeah. and said, "You know, this is beneath me. <laughs> yeah. Come and on." Because even Norris seems to go—it's almost like a double take, as if to say, "Are yeah. we improving?" <laughs> and
1: let's be, let's be. Uh, um, clear about this that is the most emotion the man shows in the, the entire movie oh no even no. when he's
0: in the sack no in the sack he gives us the right smile oh, after, after, right after smile. he's just delivered the goods the final pitch of the night okay <laughs> yeah fair enough and then he gives no, his eyes on the shoulders at that no. point someone else is delivering <laughs> the final pitch <laughs> he gives us a smirk as if to sort of go yep yeah got it done
1: He says, yep <laughs> that's what you do when, you, when you're when strutting around in your action jeans. <laughs> That's where things finish up.
0: <laughs> Chuck, look, Chuck, he's a positive with his ass kicking and he's a negative because as an actor, I think calling him one note is pretty... I think saying an actor's one note is really for Chuck Norris
1: because yeah, he probably. doesn't
0: really emote much. Where where's he go, him and Seagal, head to head? Acting stage. Look, I'm probably taking Segal, and I'll tell you why. Because Segal, in his early movies, showed signs of promise. No, he showed. No, he Surely did. You he did. Surely you did. You guess. watch Hard to Kill and Under Siege. No, there's some emotion in the man's face. Look, the trees there, but the the so. leaves are at least, yeah, you know, <laughs> the branches are swaying. Norris. No, they're not. Norris is there's no
1: emotion. Well, Norris's branches, let's let's be <laughs> you know, on the table. Norris is is one of those artificial plants that <laughs> the leaves are plastic.
0: Along <laughs> with his hair. The leaves are plastic
1: <laughs> and they barely move. Um but Are you taking Norris? Oh geez, it's a toss-up. But Norris smiled. There was a right smile. When? When he was in the sack. Yeah!
0: <laughs> yeah, but most people would smile. That's a genuine yeah, response. Yeah, but that's more than I'm getting from Seagal. Oh, no, Seagal... Chief Wooden Head. No, Seagal had some chops. Not chops, but he had... You are kidding yourself. He, had... he could act a little bit. No, earlier. no. Watch Hard to Kill. Yeah, I think... Right, we'll that's it. it. We'll Fuck. We'll that's we'll... our <laughs> next movie. Fuck you. <laughs> um... Hard to act, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <sighs>
1: uh, okay. Speaking of wooden actors... Can I just throw a sneaky dislike in there? Hey, the first bloke that gets the axe to the head—that <laughs> <laughs> was the first laugh of the movie. Yeah, we're talking about a full-blown axe to the face. Yeah, we had that five minutes of you know long tracking shots that had us thinking, "Oh, hang on a minute, this looks stylish. Yeah, this actually looks all right." Then that bloke gets the axe to the face, and he kind of turns around to the camera. And, and he, goes, he goes, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> and then falls to the ground. And as I said to you, judging by the acting, it was quite apt that he got
0: hit by an axe because he was chopping wood. Yeah, Basically. he was definitely chopping wood. Yeah, that's right. You know, you get that five minutes at the start where you're thinking, who directed this, Spielberg? And then the boat goes, <laughs> ooh! And then hit the face, oh, <laughs> no, Michael Miller. <laughs>
1: that's right, Chuck Norris
0: killed. Uh, yeah, that stuff, Norris just doesn't deliver a performance that makes you actually care for the bloke.
1: I think that's why they actually had to spend so much so much time with the scientists and stuff, because you couldn't... <laughs> honestly, you couldn't ride a role for the bloke. What are you saying? <laughs> they can't around him. Well, they had to. He can't act. Yeah, look, he can't. You put, him, you put him in a... You know, sizing up toe-to-toe, fists flying. He's great, but he can't act. And so you can't expect him to... To put a lot on the table, so that's I think that's why they ended up going with Ron Silver and his cohorts, because they yeah. were presumably hired for their acting ability.
0: Only one of them was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the other two were hired as actors, not,
0: <laughs> not stuntmen <laughs> slash martial artists. I shouldn't probably beat up Chuck too badly on the acting stage because I know this was quite early in his career. I would actually like to see a movie that's reasonably well regarded of his. No, I will struggle to find one. No. <laughs> I think, I think code of Silence, I've been told, is but actually I don't right.
1: think that's it. I don't know if that's necessarily due to his acting. No, it's not. Or but whether it it's somebody who has, who has understood the weapons that they have in their arsenal <laughs> and fired them accordingly, the i.e., Mr. Norris doesn't do a lot of <laughs> character
0: work. And, <laughs> so, yeah. no, but what I'm saying is, could, did they coax a better performance out of you? No. <laughs> you cannot. Yeah, on, hey, let, let, me let me put it to you this way. On,
1: mate, let me put it to you this way. If, if you only have a sandwich in the <laughs> bag. <laughs> <laughs> You probably need to sort of go out and buy a driver. You don't use, <laughs> you don't use the sand wedge off
0: the tee. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, is so the what you telling me is Chuck Norris is your sandwich? You're only using him in the sand traps where, yeah, you know, the punching, kicking, and gouging Pretty is much. required. When well, you need to knock at
1: two hundred yards.
0: Well, let me tell you something. If if using the golfing analogy on Silent Rage, <laughs> they have played around. With a fucking seven iron and a third <laughs> Pretty, pretty no, much. I then pulled a driver out of the bag because I didn't have five. Early
1: on, look, early on it looked like they were using the
0: hybrid driver <laughs> sas <laughs> Driver the driving iron. No, look, they'll probably they'll probably on like a five. A five iron. They could be.
1: The first the first hole. I thought, you know, they they were using a driving. They parred the first hole until I until I sort of got a look at the bag, and I just thought, no, they've just hit it hit it really well with the iron.
0: <laughs> Honestly, their back nine was fucking diabolical. <laughs> <laughs> back nine, <laughs> mate, they were heading for the yellow. They you know what the they green had. Jackets. They <laughs> had they had fucking snapped all their clubs and stuck with the seven iron to finish the nine at about the
1: seven or eight mark. They were heading for the green jacket, and then. Water hazards, sand traps, whatever you can Big find. Big par fives. Yep.
0: Yeah. And of course the only the only uh you're saying the only club in the bag was a sandwich <laughs> and they were forced to use it. Yes. Um Yeah, look. Yeah. I think that covers the dislikes. I don't want to rag fully on Chuck like you do, but I will admit look, the guy has limitations. I'm not ragging
1: on the boat because I loved what he was producing. But you need to you need to work accordingly with that. And when it got down to sort of almost one on one with Chuck and the, the the bad guy, that's not his wheelhouse. <laughs> if you had given me ninety minutes of of that bar fight scene, and I'd have given this a five
0: out of five. <laughs> I don't think I would have gone five out of five, but I will yes, admit. Yes, you would. I think you would. Have. Nah, because I, I, I'm like you. I would admit I would have been s- s- thoroughly entertained. If yeah. I'd have got ninety minutes of if I'd that first forty five minutes had been re basically mirrored in mm. the second forty five, I'd have probably been very happy.
1: I think I'd better go and dig up Walker Texas Ranger now. Maybe that's what they did—just sixty minutes of kicking heads. They knew he couldn't act. Let's just write sixty minutes of you know a cartel showing up. Look, you, look, there's a lot of people to beat in a cartel. Oh, shit! It's not load. just one on one. <laughs> shit
0: load. All right, let's take a break. We've 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 really sort of. Gone through it. You've had a taken a couple of shots at Chuck. Look, Chuck, if you're listening, I love the bloke. Just you know, know what you know what your strengths are.
1: Yeah, strength based approach. That's all I'm
0: asking for. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a break and we're going to come back and we're actually going to discuss forgotten C grade. Martial artists of the Jesus. 80s and 90s. We're going to be playing pitch and
1: putts. There's
0: no irons no in the bag. There's no, no driving.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. is no it
0: is a wedge <laughs> and a putter on this screen, mate. <laughs> Stay tuned. Dan? Hmm? <coughs> <coughs> um, Charlie,
1: why don't you go back to the station? I'll wait here.
0: Oh, that's all right. I'll wait
1: here with you. I have n- nothing to do. Charlie. Oh. How you been? Since when? Since uh... since us? I don't know. It's hardly
0: memory. Chuck Norris's stardom, I guess, Jared, and the martial arts boom of the, probably the started in the 70s with Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan into the 80s, you know, um, a lot of that Asian and, cinema. And Bruce Leigh and Bruce, and Bruce Lye, Lye. Lye. And Lou Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> and and Chuck Norris. And all those guys. But Chuck Norris sort of made quite a career out of playing these sort of martial arts roles. Yeah. And it kind of opened some doors for some lesser martial artists and lesser actors. Yeah. (laughs) He's saying a hell of a lot.
1: (laughs) Well, look, there's a, we sound like we're going the boot in, but there is an art there because the martial arts is something that it's, it's quite stunning to watch when it's done well.
0: Is that Jared? Is that why we gravitated to this in the eighties and nineties? We I gravitated think so. to martial arts movies being a bit of a staple. Maybe not always in the cinemas because only really Norris Chan, you know, and then later on Jet Li and those sorts of guys. Yeah, but a lot of these guys we're going to talk about here—they toiled in the outside of cinema. Yeah, I think so because there's
1: always a there's always a a core audience for these guys that actually can produce, because I think there's some people that might not even really care about what the movie's about, but if they get to see somebody who does this stuff well in action... Yeah. I mean, that seems a lot like what it got to for Jackie Chan. Like a Jackie Chan movie, you would just watch...
0: any of the stunts and shit that Yeah, yeah.
1: It wasn't the storyline that you were watching for. By the end of it, you were just watching, what crazy stuff is he going to pull... How the hell is he going to choreograph all these fights mm. this time? And even if the movie was crap, there was something there. You would really enjoy it. Um, maybe not the tuxedo. but I uh, <laughs> the tuxedo. But, uh,
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, I there was definitely the, saw something there. I the poster
0: there. and decided to avoid.
1: Yeah, but then when you get a good action movie shell around that martial arts, it the results well. can be fucking phenomenal. Yeah. You get, look at something like Enter the
0: Dragon. Yeah.
1: It's great. It's really great to watch.
0: Well, even a blood sport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is not a great movie. No. But because the fighting is so throughout the movie, there's always fights, Mm. you don't give a shit that it's really about nothing because you're just watching the punch-ups and loving it. Yeah, and that
1: whole classic sort of tournament until you fight the, you know, the unstoppable machine at the end. Bolo Young. Bolo Young. But, it's, you uh, know, uh, that sort of shit's been going through. I mean, you look at Karate Kid. Uh, um, all, A lot of those movies use that framework of it's kind of a tournament style. And, and, and
0: this is the thing that kind of I never quite understood. We had all these martial artists making films in the 80s and into the 90s that, that weren't really that successful. I mean, no. Chuck Norris was not... Making big big box office numbers. No, he he'd cover his budgets and, he, and and cover the spread and all that, but it wasn't. He wasn't making big money mm. yet. The Karate Kid became an absolute hit with no martial arts at all. <laughs> None of those guys. You fucking... telling me that crane kick wouldn't work? <laughs> no, I mean you watch watch Chuck Norris kick the shit out of those guys in that biker bar. Imagine what he would have done to <laughs> Daniel LaRusso yeah. would have kicked him through the wall. Yeah, look, you've telegraphed that
1: one. Uh, He's catching that oh, and kicking real? your so head off. so that's what you're coming,
0: <laughs> you're coming at me with. So the Karate Kid had none of that, but I guess the Karate Kid had a, a good underdog story. It was a little bit like Rocky. Yeah, it was... It, it had... Yeah, you know, some decent acting. I Karate guess Karate Kid's not a great example because it was
1: sort of you know it had other elements like a bit of coming of age and all that sort of yeah. stuff. But um, in terms of that framework that we were talking about with Bloodsport, where it's like the tournament, and yeah. End up, I mean, even to a lesser extent, you look at something like Rocky. It uses that with with Drago. Yeah. Without the kind of whole tournament, but it uses the whole. Oh, you know, this guy's on your radar. Yeah. Kickboxer
0: was the same thing. yeah you know, like but what I guess what I mean about Karate Kid is we didn't actually have a, a martial artist in anywhere, any anywhere in that stuff. No. And in fact, the remake does a far better job because Jackie Chan. You can understand that Jackie Chan, knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. You know, what I mean? Like, He actually knows how to teach this kid how to do it.
1: Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm not going to say it did a better job. <laughs> I know what you mean though. It actually had a martial artist.
0: Yeah. Now,
1: let's talk C-grade. C-grade. Because... Is this a tier below Norris?
0: Yeah, because Norris probably B grade at the height of his powers.
1: Yeah. He was never an A-lister. Oh, fuck no. No. He
0: was working for Canon Films
1: for most <laughs> of his career. Yeah, there was a, there was a, a standing relationship.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they had him on
1: retainer. Was he on C-grade? If you're with Canon, you are...
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. He dropped into C grade. Okay, it's in. He did. Okay. He dropped into C grade. Right. But I, I, I had a look around. Let me throw a couple of names at you. Now, we probably, between us, would have only seen one or two movies that these clowns had been in. Not a lot of them, no. Some of them, perhaps not even seen them. No. But you had guys like Olivia Grunier, who was a French karate champion who ended up in... Quite a few films. Nah, I haven't seen In that, that period. Now, I never saw any of them, but he was a legitimate martial artist. He could act. Right. Jeff Speakman. Now, I uh, saw The Perfect Weapon. Yep. Speakman could kick ass. He could kick some ass. Hmm.
1: I'm familiar with Speakman, but I don't know if I ever saw any of his vehicles. <laughs>
0: The problem with Speakman was he couldn't really speak well on film.
1: Right, okay. So
0: it didn't, once again, it didn't translate to... We 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 like this character. Shit, mate.
1: We're lucky nobody listens to this because otherwise the whole martial arts community would be on our. Oh time. fuck,
0: we're gonna get our head kicked in one day. There's gonna be a martial arts conference in some hotel we're hanging out in, and all of these <laughs> folks will be there. <laughs> no, but I'm not knocking these guys as martial artists, and I can understand how they got got roles. Yeah, like like Gary too- Daniels was in the Expendables. On the Dragon Wilson, I
1: believe you might have caught a bit of Wilson. I think I did. I can't remember exactly what I caught, but there was a phase in the uh, in the nineties <laughs> where I watched quite a few martial arts movies. I was going to sort of try and find Jet Li's Asian cinema work, yeah. like Once Upon a Time in China and that sort of stuff. Um, and I think I did catch a Dragon Wilson or two. Yeah, of course. I couldn't tell you what. Couldn't tell you what. There was Sasha what his Mitchell.
0: Who was the dopey guy on Step by Step? Yeah, that's the Who then took man. over the kickboxer franchise? Yeah, carried it for three films. right? <laughs> he carried it to the director DVD bid, but he yes, still carried it. He carried it. He was a taekwondo champion. Yeah. Um. You had my personal favourite, the one that I saw, and I very, I very much remember this movie was Thomas Ian Griffith. Now. I don't think he was your classic martial artist. He, I think he might have sort of been an actor first and then, sort of oh, yeah. became got into some martial arts flicks and became quite proficient.
1: I thought you were gonna say he practiced. Uh, he was a seventh dan black belt in Bullshit. No, no he,
0: wasn't. he wasn't. He was the Frank Duke. Duke right. sort of his name, is, but he was going called, to be after us too. It was called Crackerjack. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And it was basically a Die Hard-style <laughs> thing of lone cop on his own <laughs> stopping terrorists on a ski resort at a ski resort. For sure. Now, it sucked ass, <laughs> but it was the kind of movie where you kind of could understand, you know, again, the Die Hard formula was getting tossed around at that stage to throw a martial artist into that mix with the hostages and terrorists and stuff, and maybe you get something interesting. You didn't, in this case. <laughs> I mean, fuck, Christopher Plummer was in this. Now, he won an Oscar. So I think he might have been at the stage of We'll Work for Food. Well, it's, just a, it's, a,
1: it's a paid ski trip. Yeah, so someone it. said to him, we've got a script for you. you got a script?
0: I'll do it. <laughs> 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 you don't want to know what it's about? No, I'll do it. So these guys, I think all of them couldn't really act well enough no. to transcend the martial arts. Yeah. So Brandon Lee, about that. Bruce about that. Lee, Jet Lee, Chan, even Van Damme, to an extent, had enough acting chops to transcend the martial arts. So it meant yeah. that they could
1: go on. Or were good enough, in the case of someone like Bruce Lee, were good enough with the martial arts that it didn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We've spoken about it before with someone like Schwarzenegger. You know, he didn't get into acting because of his acting ability. He got into it because there's a skill set there that works on film, and that skill set is you are a mammoth man <laughs> with muscles on muscles. Yeah, basically, yeah. he had the charisma and the and, and a little bit to make to, to spin that into king king shit yeah, at yeah. the box office. Yeah. Someone like uh, someone like a Chuck Norris, the skill set is there, and it's enough that you want to see it if it's on film, but the surrounding work just doesn't
0: doesn't cut it. And that's kind of why you don't get elevated, I think. Is, that's my feeling. Is it. it because these guys don't have the charisma and stuff? I mean, you talk about Schwarzenegger and you say that Schwarzenegger had charisma and charm and shit that, that, that went beyond acting skills. Like, it wasn't really an acting skill, but no. on... He had screen presence. Yeah, he did. Every time he walked on screen, yeah. you wanted to wait, and you wanted to see what he was going to do. Yeah.
1: Chuck uh, Norris, as our contrast for this episode, uh, I guess, he, when he's not kicking or punching, you just want him to get off the screen. <laughs> Honestly, it's, you do. Yeah. yeah Am I true. wrong? Am I
0: wrong? No, nah, you're not wrong. It's true. Except when, think, he's,
1: except when he's sporting the, you know, this kind of... This is an exception because he's got that hair and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this look is resplendent. <laughs> which, uh, you kind of just want to look at him. Yeah, you don't even want yeah. him to talk. Just stand there.
0: This is for the ladies, this movie, <laughs> I think. It's not really for the fellas. Yeah. Norris, you want him to get off screen. A lot of these guys, you wish they word on screen? <laughs> you know, like, it just... I just think that the... The Hollywood community or, or the, the, the filmmakers and that decided this was going to be a market. Yeah. And we'll take anyone. Yep. And just, you know, Roger Corman and co. were churning some of this sort of stuff out. You know, like the cheap, the cheap low-budget places. Yeah. And so what you end up getting is you're getting less and less acting skill and maybe the martial arts skills is better. Yeah. But the direction's no good, so the choreography sucks. Like, you can't yeah. even... When you're choreographing a, an action scene, I'll bring up one that sort of created a bit of a resurgence in martial arts more recently, was the raid. Yeah, The fantastic. raid is works because the direction is really, really good. Like, mm. really good. It's yep. not just, well, fucking stick a camera right here and you can go, you know, wave yeah, your hands yeah. and legs around and everyone will love it. And that's what was happening with these guys. Yeah, I think so. They were toiling away in these low-budget schlock. Yeah. The Raid is the raid is probably...
1: I mean, he'd had a lot of things working for it. I think um, the fella that's that's starring in those... I, yeah. can't, I don't know how you pronounce it. I think it's Eco Weiss or something yeah. like that. He's not bad. As acting goes, he, he doesn't have to do a lot, but he's not bad. He's passable. The martial arts is just unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the stuff they're putting on... And they're doing it. They've taken it to this realm of where, the old uh, the old one at a time is just not even heard of. Yeah, there's guys coming from
0: fucking everywhere. There is
1: crowds of them. I don't know, like the raid two. There is this scene where he's in a in a stall like a a toilet cubicle, and there's just a mountain of blokes pounding the door down, and he's using the door to kind of allow a couple of them through. But, you know, even then, it's not one at a time. Two or three guys busted, <laughs> and he's in a toilet cubicle with two or three guys. And <laughs> it's just unbelievable to yeah, watch. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of things working in, in their favour for that. But you're yeah, 100% think that- right. Even someone like Van Dam, I mean, we're joking about Chuck being for the ladies in this movie. But Van Damme probably had the added angle where he had a little bit of the movie star mm. looks to go along with that he could kick some heads. Yeah. You know, there's, there's lots of different
0: factors in this. Yeah, and the further you get, and Norris has got the same some of the same problems that these guys have got, is that he's working for Canon Films, for fuck's <laughs> sake. I mean, they're not hiring, you know, top-shelf directors. They're just hiring guys who are going to shoot quick and cheap. Yep. Now, if you want to get a well-choreographed action scene, you cannot do it ch- cheap and quick because no. that's not the way it's going to operate. Now, as good as these guys might be... That is not going to look good because there's only so many times you can see the same fucking kick in the face. <laughs> That's what works for that scene in the biker bar. They do all right on the choreography there. They yeah. then fuck it up massively on the fight at the end.
1: Yeah, I think so. I thought that was there's the There's no none. choreography in the final no, fight. No. None. It's basically just a stationary camera yeah. watching, watching them.
0: Now, we, we occasionally laugh about Michael Jai White. Yes. Falcon Rise has come up a couple of times yeah, on this podcast. Of times. But he's still toiling away in that business. You've got Netflix. You can watch that. I know. Yeah, you better check it out. Don't worry, I'm watching shit about monkeys. <laughs> or fucking kids, so I haven't got time for that, Jared. Yeah, no, I've got good shit to watch, like yeah. monkeys and children. Yeah, that's right. He's been toiling away in that kind of stuff for years. Yeah. But, you know, I've said this before, before we came on air. He's never been out of work. No, exactly. And he can play the heavy. Yep. He's not a great actor, but, but he's, he's got a, enough he's
1: to, to pass it by yep. Yeah.
0: And there's there's enough there. As an, it's an industry that I think you, you can't rely
1: on martial arts the whole time. No, exactly. And I think like he's he's had a really funny career because he, I mean, he kicked it off in uh, Toxic um, Toxic Adventure too. Was he? Yeah, yeah. Toxic Avenger 2, he's involved in this ridiculous fight scene there where he's the kind of... the, the heavy? Right. It's, basically just a, it's basically just an extra role, but he's in a bit of a blue. That's where he started, right? And that, he got that on martial arts, but, and this is where I talk about multiple factors, the thing about Michael Jai White, which I said on a previous podcast, is not only does he give you the martial arts, but he's built like a brick shithouse. Now that's not something you get very often He's got a bit of Bolo at, Jung Yeah, you look at Bolo like Jung that. Bolo Jung worked and worked and worked Like you said, he was never out of work Because he had the martial arts And he was the man mountain So Jai White's got a bit of that But then like you said, he can, get, he can get you by with an acting performance He can You get a small role in something like The Dark Knight He didn't do any martial arts in that He just looked big and acted well enough to play a heavy
0: Yeah, that's right I think that martial arts films are coming back a little bit. With the raid, there's some stuff going on in back again over in Asia and Thailand and that. They're making yeah, yeah, a lot yep. of that stuff. Ong Bak was one that I Caught. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy. Talk about fucking. Fuck, yeah, he was awesome. Fuck. He loves the elbow to the top of the head. Yes. Nathan Jones uh, was and in. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Nathan Jones was in two of his yeah. movies. I think. He kicked the shit out of He was in the protector, yeah. and I think he might have been in
0: one of the on backs. Wasn't well. the protector about protecting elephants or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But Nathan Jones was in it. Go. Tony Jarz in it. Yeah. That's all you need. That's right. And they know that, that that's the strength. Don't worry about the, the story. The strength is we're going to see, and these guys are more than just martial arts. They're acrobats. You know, like well, that's leaping what it's through into, things, yeah, yeah. and and the parkour side of it's coming in. Yeah. And I think that's good to see that back. It would have been interesting to see what a Chuck Norris would have... Yeah, you know, let's let's take Chuck Norris from then and bring him forward into now. Yeah. What would his films have been like? Look, I'm
1: calling for that to be the next
0: step in the Expendables.
1: They've dug up all the Hollywood action guys. Right. They're basically dredging the bottom of the barrel now. They've sort of gone there a little bit with Jet Li, but get those other guys in. That's the next step for the Expendables, the Hollywood action guys. You get some of those Eastern cinema guys, or even the, even the um, you know, you've mentioned you, you forgot to mention, I believe, one of the, what I think was probably one of the better ones to watch in that, that tier,
0: Mark the cascos The Cascos was actually not bad. In fact, the yeah. cascos was probably a better actor than a hell of a lot of the others. Yeah, but you get that's <laughs> that's where the Expendables goes. You
1: get a couple of the Kaskos's. You get a Tony Jar. You get. <laughs> oh, yeah, I reckon that's,
0: that's that's. that's that's full. I reckon season. I reckon you put you picked the Expendables against these guys. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome to yeah, see. Yeah.
1: You know, and you know who's gonna win because one team's the the, uh, the Hollywood A listers and the other team's the guys that toiled on on D V D for years. Yeah. But I mean <laughs> that's it worked with Van Damme. The the Expendables two was the best one, partially because Van Damme was a villain. Yes. Valaine. Valaine. Um but yeah, I reckon that'll be the next one. Yeah, Get these old crew of
0: martial artists together and they're the, they're the heavies. In there. Yeah, I, I could I could go along with that because it would just bring a little extra flavour to it because the third Expendables lack something because I think the villains weren't particularly interesting. Well, and that's no of, disrespect to Mel Gibson because I thought he understood that it was a ham kind of role yeah. and he took it for what it was. Yep. But I just don't think, I think their motivations in the third one were a bit stupid. Plus. Yeah,
1: well they, they already sort of went there, you know. They got Ronda Rousey, yeah. they got... And uh, they started going for those people le- with legitimate skill. Yeah, just expand it, but then have that little touch of nostalgia for the people that that kept these guys in work.
0: Yeah, you know that's your core audience. she imagine if um if the the crew was made up of Jeff Speakman, Chuck Norris, the Kaskos, the Kaskos, Thomas A. Griffith, Don the Dragon, Wilson. I mean, fuck. Michael Jai White. Jai White. White's, oh, I mean, got,
1: White's yeah. got to be the heavy. He's got to be yeah, the, the key heavy. Yeah. Well, shit. If Wesley Snipes is worthy of a, of a spot in the Expendables, come on. Yeah. Especially after tax. tax they've gone to him. they've gone to Banderas, who I loved. He was probably the best part about Expendables 3, but he's not an action action star. Look, I might
0: have to go back and look at Expendables 3 again. I, I just remember it not being much chop, but... The last half hour, good. Last half hour was really good, the, all the action stuff, but... Yeah, I just remember it being a little bit strange and not not quite up to scratch.
1: Sylvester, I know you're listening. There's your, there's your idea for the next movie. Bing. Take it and
0: run with it. Oh mate, he will be. Alright. That's our discussion on Sea grade Martial Arts Cinema. Got a bit uh, deeper
1: than I expected. Yeah, yeah, it did.
0: We're gonna take one last break, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about what we're gonna cover up for the next episode. <laughs> Look, I'm first going to first kind of point out to everyone, I apologise for some of the sound. There was poss- there was a fairly nasty storm going on. Mm. So you may actually hear a little bit of um, the sound of heavy rain. Well, I think it was Chuck Norris At- and his mates trying to, trying to get <laughs> in. Yeah, no, no, I think it was Chuck raining blows down on the house. <laughs> Next episode. Now, we've had Gibbo on A Mate of Ours several times. Now, Gibbo turns up in the action films. He he won't lower himself into the horror genre no. <coughs> because he finds that sort of stuff shit. Yep. He's probably right. He's possibly right. We we decided to ask Gibbo to join us for a horror flick. Now, he came out with such things as The Exorcist and, you know, some highbrow stuff. Yeah. We told him, nah. No, that's not going to work for us. So we're actually going to put Gibbo through a little film called Pieces.
1: Yes. He's going to love it.
0: For the horror fans out there, this is a must listen.
1: He'll be wanting to tear us to pieces He is going to fucking
0: tee off. He's not going to be happy at all. I am going to be having the time of my life because I love Pieces. I think it's the most ridiculous fucking horror movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's up there. But I cannot wait to get Gibbo in the mix here. Yeah. I think he's going to be angry. He's going to be real. (laughs) He's going to be angrier than Chuck Norris (laughs) and the martial arts community after this episode (laughs) goes goes live. Keep downloading the episodes. We really uh, really love the people who are looking into it and grabbing it. Um, We hope you're enjoying it. Get in contact with us uh, if you just want to drop us a line, talk about anything, tell us a movie you, you think we should watch at our Facebook page, which is Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or through our email address, which is thrillme at iinet.net.au. I think we might get a fly kick to the face via email. Possibly, um, yeah. Yeah, we might get an electronic fly kick. <laughs> uh, and, but until the next episode, keep downloading the podcast and take it easy. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.